0: This is a Squiz podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 22nd of July in your Squiz today. The winner is Brisbane. Taking responsibility for the vaccine rollout, a wet spring is on the way and bad news for bacon lovers. This is your Squiz today. We may have been the only horse in the race, Claire, but it is still exciting to confirm that Brisbane will host the 2032 Olympics and Paralympics. It's Australia's third time as host, following on from Melbourne in 1956 and, of course, Sydney in the year 2000. It makes us only the second country to host the Summer Olympics three times. The US is the other country that's done that. It's not just the good weather in the Sunshine State that's locked it in for Brisbane. No, it's not.
1: It's something that our committee really seductively suggested (laughs) to the International Olympic Committee, and that is a three-tiered government financial guarantee. (laughs) Uh, Nothing like a government financial guarantee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, speaking the sweet language of money. And what that means is that the federal and Queensland governments, as well as the Brisbane City Council, are committed to putting Their money where their mouths are To make it really worth their while And it'll cost to the tune of $5 billion But just keeping in mind The Tokyo Olympic Games Have blown out to more than $15 billion Of course that's thanks to COVID complications But let's be optimistic And think that it might come in around (laughs) 5
0: And that COVID is well and truly done And dusted by 2032 Brisbane of course has had a lot of experience Hosting sports events recently Becoming the sports hub of COVID. Of course, Aussies love their sport. It is 11 years away, Claire, but there are a few details we can get across already. Yep, yeah, we
1: know when they're going to be. That's from the 23rd of July to the 8th of August. That's the Olympic Games. The Paralympics will follow immediately after that. Uh, we know where it will be. There will be 30 venues across southeast Queensland. It includes, of course, Brisbane, uh, the Gold Coast, the Sunshine Coast, also out to Ipswich, switch and redlands Uh, the gabba is going to be the centerpiece it will undergo some improvement works to be able to do that Uh, and what john Coates, the australian olympic committee president and the international olympic committee vice president said is that they will be the together games
0: there you go theme sorted now just to stand by for the mascots overall such an awesome feeling to be going into these olympics with congratulations to brisbane Onto our COVID update for the morning, and Prime Minister Scott Morrison is coming under a lot of pressure to apologize for the slow vaccine rollout. He didn't quite get there with an apology yesterday, but he did take responsibility.
1: Yeah, and of course we're still talking about the vaccination rollout and frustrations with the delay there because of these increasing cases of COVID, particularly that Delta strain that's proving very difficult to fight off. New South Wales reported 110 cases yesterday another 22 in Victoria and six in South Australia. Uh, What Prime Minister Scott Morrison said yesterday is that the program is running about two months behind, but he said he's very frustrated about the limits that have been put on the AstraZeneca vaccine, which has seen that program fall behind. And he said that he takes responsibility for the problems, but also taking responsibility for the solutions.
0: There was a new milestone that was marked yesterday, one million jabs into arms over the last week. It's time for your favourite economic indicator, Claire. The retail figures for June came out yesterday. It looks like the start of this outbreak had a bit of an impact on how we finished the financial year. Take us through it.
1: Yeah, when it came to June, of course, Melbourne had a lockdown at the start of the month and at the end of the month, Sydney shut up shop. So that saw sales for one point eight percent compared to May. It's the biggest drop this year, just to give an indication about why officials are really concerned about exactly what's happening with this extended lockdown. Uh, Of course, with more time that we're going to spend into July, things aren't looking good as we kick off this new financial year. Uh, Aussie retailers aren't the only ones feeling the pinch though, even Netflix, uh, of course, which had a really booming Mm -hmm. COVID period with everyone staying at home is now struggling for subscriber growth.
0: They had their weakest first-half performance since 2013. They're hoping to lure some new subscribers by adding free video games. It's a crowded space, that streaming space. Got to stay competitive. Over to China now, where at least 25 people have been confirmed dead so far after severe flooding in the central Henan province. It's reportedly the worst flooding in that region in the last 1,000 years.
1: More than 100,000 people have been evacuated to safety there. What forecasters say is that it's the region's heaviest rainfall in a 1,000 years. I'm not quite sure how they have the records to be able to Mm. confirm that, but (laughs) apparently so. But what they do know is that that region received a year's worth of rain in just a day.
0: And more to come. Rain is forecast into the weekend, which is going to really hamper those rescue and relief efforts. While we're on, weather, a wetter-than-average spring could be on the way for much of Australia. And that's because of something called the Indian Ocean Dipole entering its negative phase – sounds a bit emotional.
1: (laughs) It does as it goes through phases that's (laughs) right and a bit negative as it turns out. Yeah when you look at these sorts of things on the Pacific um, eastern coast of Australia side of course you've got La Nina which is quite influential and then when you look to the west it's this Indian Ocean dipole. Uh, What it means is that if it's in a negative phase which our Bureau of Meteorology confirmed yesterday there will be rain. Uh, When it's in a positive phase, it's just really dry. And what researchers say is that we're in for a lot more of those positive phases. So we probably should take the negative one while it's around.
0: The last time we had a negative Indian Ocean dipole phase, was back in 2016. And that's when we had our second wettest winter and wettest ever spring. In Sport Now and the NBA Finals saw the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Phoenix Suns 105-98. to was Bucks player Giannis Antetokounmpo who delivered an absolutely epic game, Claire. He scored 50 of the team's 108 points. I don't know too much about basketball, but I know that that's a huge performance.
1: <laughs> it really is. He scored 20 of those points in the third quarter, the last player uh, in an NBA final to score 20 points in a quarter was Michael Jordan. That was back Mm -hmm. in 1993, just to give some context to what an epic performance that was. He is a really interesting guy. He's 26 years old. He's a really tall guy. He's (laughs) 211 (laughs) centimetres tall. He's got Nigerian heritage and he was born in Greece and Mm -hmm. now he calls Wisconsin and of course Milwaukee home.
0: He helped them break a 50-year drought for that NBA title, so I feel like they'd be quite happy to claim him for their own.
1: Yeah, quite the hero.
0: A new study out of Oxford University has some bad news if you're partial to a daily bacon or sausage sandwich, Claire. <laughs> it really does. I guess we probably knew that wasn't really mm. the best of health guidelines
1: <laughs> just by thinking about it. But what this Oxford University study has done is look at a whole range of literature and research on this field and what it's concluded is that the consensus, if you're eating 50 grams per day of processed meat, that includes... Bacon, salami, ham, sausages. It increases your risk of heart disease by 18%, but all it
0: made me think of was how much I would like some bacon. (laughs) I know. Oh, love bacon. The researcher (laughs) did say it doesn't mean you have to give up red and processed meat altogether, just not as much every day. And of course, being Thursday, we've got a new Squiz Shortcut episode out. And this week, in honour of the Olympics kicking off, we hand over the reins to the Sport Today podcast team. That's Sam Ferris and Martin Gabor. They run us through just how Japan is pulling off a delayed Olympics, what it's going to look like for the athletes, and of course, the important stuff, our medal hopes and those Aussie athletes to watch. Yeah, if you're going to watch any
1: Olympics over the next couple of weeks, it's really good to know all those moving pieces, particularly what events and who the star Aussie athletes are to follow.
0: It's a good one. It'll get you right across it. Search for Squeeze Shortcuts in your podcasting app. That's all from us. Have a good one and we'll be back with you tomorrow.